0: listening to cbjradio.com yet it's a free internet radio station it's also the 2021 international singer songwriters association radio station of the year shows range from hip-hop to rock to all independent artist shows to hairband shows a friday night request show and don't forget about retro saturday nights make cbjradio.com the only internet radio station you listen to hello friends how you doing now I promised a new intro to the show but I haven't pulled the trigger on having it created just yet so bear with me life got busy Uh, I'm off to Vegas this week for my stepdad's 80th birthday party it's a surprise party Uh, my mom and little sister are setting everything up my older sister and her family are coming in from Texas Clearly, I recorded this intro before the party. No time in Vegas to get that done. Uh, I will let you know how things worked out on the next podcast. Oh, by the way, I'm going to see Michael Jackson 1 by Circus Dole. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Today's guest is Erica Zaman, and I learned a lot about her during the interview. We both were very dedicated to sports in high school, so we hung out in some of the same athletic circles, but I really didn't get to know her then. Like a lot of people from high school. I think it was our class reunions when I got to know her more. And when I started this podcast, she was a guest I wanted to have on the show. So let's get to the interview. First, questions first, I ask this of everyone on the show Where were you born and raised?
1: Laramie, Wyoming. Good morning, Plainsmen. So Today's announcement.
0: did your parents meet in Laramie? Are they native Wyomingites, Laramieites? Um,
1: parents did meet in Laramie, both graduated from Laramie High. My mom was a year older than my dad. Uh, my sister was actually born on my dad's graduation day, so dad didn't get to go through graduation, uh-huh. so evidently it's not cool to have a baby on graduation night. But yeah, yeah Laramie, everybody's Laramie, born and bred.
0: So, Ivinson Memorial. Yes. Is your hospital. Wow. So, like, are your grandparents Laramie too, or is it, or did your parents just meet in college?
1: No, everybody, actually, everybody was in Laramie. Um, oh. trying to remember like grandma, grandpa, everybody's Laramie. A lot of railroad, just that's where home was. So, for sure.
0: And so, you spoke of a, I guess it's an older sibling. Uh, are you uh, just two of you where you fit in the mix, or is there more?
1: Just two of us. Um, My sister, like I said, was born on my dad's graduation night. And then I'm eight years later. So my sister always said that I was like, totally not planned. And I was like, honestly, seriously, you were planned. Yeah. Dad graduated that night. Come on, girl. I
0: don't know about that one. Yeah. That's interesting. So there's eight years. I have six years between my older sibling and then I have a stepsister four years and younger sister's 11. I'm the only boy. Um, it was definitely, I, I didn't realize how awesome it was, uh, being the only boy because there's a whole set of rules, different rules for me. And it was yeah. nice the sisters unfair for as sure. it may have been. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice. And all my sisters, well, my, my, not my stepsister, but most of them are like your mom's favorite. And I'm like, yeah, because she didn't raise me to be a strong, independent woman like herself. She did that with you
1: guys. You guys (laughs) fight with
0: her. And I'm like, I I don't. I mean, not like I haven't, but I was like, it's not, doesn't happen very often. And so um, where like your sister was almost like another like parent babysitter eight years ahead of you. Um,
1: Oh, for sure. And it was like, you know, Tammy was. 16 and I was eight so she was yeah. dragging me to t-ball and to soccer and to like all the things when she had her license which I can imagine was so annoying yeah and you know then like the golden child because my sister was first born
0: and oh, yeah. I did no
1: wrong ever and <laughs> you know like Tammy made sure that I knew that the whole time so for sure but I did have easy train. like Tammy made all the mistakes she had the police called oh, I never no. made a mistake so for sure
0: easy road just like yours yeah older siblings definitely uh blaze the path uh for you ahead of you as your parents and by the time it comes around to my little sister my parents are just beat down and tired <laughs> and they're just like whatever and she kind of ran roughshod over fully because i'm 11 years older during her teenage years i was out of the house and i was probably living in new york by then and uh so yeah she had a little free run and, uh, that with my older sister. I lived in her shadow because, um, she was good at everything. She is very good in academics. She's very good athlete. And in Oregon, that's where I'm originally from. She was the original rude. Like she got that nickname first and similar coach we had, she had him for track. I had him for football. I remember coming in to football practice and he's like, you're Rochelle's little brother. And I heard that all the time. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're rude. You're rude's little brother. And so I became rude from there, but never took it to Wyoming. Um, it just grew organically a few years after living here. And but it was, it's easy with the last name, I always say, but she always lets me know. She is, she's like, I was the original rude. And I go, I made it famous. So she's like, Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> And so did you ever run into that where you had like similar teachers come along and they're like, well, Tammy was like this and you're.
1: So Jack Allen, golf coach one time, he pulled me aside and he's like, please tell me you're nothing like your sister. And I was like, Coach Allen, what are you talking about? He said, Uh I honestly gave your sister an A to never go out for golf Uh ever. Uh And I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, my sister was truly like probably planned the keg parties, like uh, cheerleader was like all things that just never was in my sights. Although I'm sure I attended several parties that I was just like, no, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. It was never there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I didn't really like nothing that my sister did. Was it, oh, you're Tammy's little sister. I think it was because I was so far removed and so into different things. Other yeah. than the fact that Coach Allen made sure that my sister never went to the golf team, huh. ever.
0: I wonder if that's a few stray balls that went flying at him
1: <laughs> or something. Well, I have a feeling that when she tried out for golf or they did golf or something in school, he was like, yeah, that Brayman kid is not going to make it to my team. And then I come out and he's like, I've heard about you, but I got to know, do you, you play anything like your sister because it's not going to work?
0: Uh, so. You hit it straight. She doesn't so much. <laughs> she doesn't so much. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I figured when I, like, I, now that I look back at it being well a middle child I became um I wouldn't be everything opposite of my sister like I wanted to be my I wanted to make my own identity and it was hard in Oregon but then I got to Wyoming and nobody knew her so that was good but then uh, yeah I was like and my little sister has a different last name to me so it was, there was no she every once in a while she threw it around but I was like easy with that one you know I was All like right. Um,
1: yeah, I would, I would say my cousin, so my sister and then my cousin, Christy Chalman and then Eric Chalman oh. and then me. So we were like every four years, I would say that, you know, when Eric, because he was my cl- closest cousin, like he played baseball, I was like, oh, I'm going to play broad television. I'm going to wear number one. Like that's yeah. what I do. I wear that orange uniform, even when I'm 10. So I think it was everything Eric did. I wanted to do. And Christy was far enough ahead that I'd see pictures of her in the Plainsman's glass and i'd see basketball pictures and i was like all right okay that's what i do so i would say that those two family members are the ones that i probably followed most
0: Where you but were, never
1: compared because they didn't have the same last name
0: yeah i mean oh yeah, i didn't even I, you, I didn't even know that eric was your cousin until right now like that just that's interesting um so as a kid growing up what he, was, your... he
1: was named after me actually
0: really wait how's no, that possible older. you're named after him right. yeah i was like no. <laughs> there you go
1: No, I'm actually named after my great grandmother. I was born on her birthday. Her name was Bertha, middle name Eureka. So, great grandma, mom gives birth. She's got this baby in the hospital, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, what am I gonna name this baby?" My grandmother's in the hospital. Her name's Bertha. I cannot name my baby Bertha. So then she figured out that grandma's great grandma's birthday was. Her name was Bertha Eureka. So I became Erica, which just happened to be the same as Eric, spelled different. So there you go.
0: Ah, a little good family history right there. Uh, yeah, I was like Bertha. Oof, that's a tough <laughs> name to get these days.
1: No, uh, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, so, growing up as a kid, uh, what kind of activities were into? You? Athletics? Were you a reader? Were you academically strong?
1: Yeah. Somehow I got through school. Um, so I didn't like I didn't struggle academically, but sports was like all day, every hour, every minute. I think I made really great friends with teachers, and either they helped me along the way, or I just had enough tools and toolbox to get through. I got good grades. And yeah. I don't feel like I ever had to work at it. So, like, head in the clouds. I think at high school for me, I was in heaven. I know yeah. a lot of people, it's not like that, but like, <laughs> high school was, would you do high school again? Heck yeah. It just was my fun. senior year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, it was fun. I look back at some of the old pictures and the videos, and I'm like, oh, we
0: had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah. Well, I had such a different view of Laramie. By I moved here when I was in eighth grade, and I came from a big population, so it was very skewed. I don't, I didn't love it here, and uh, sure. yeah, and so. But by the time my senior year rolled around, where definitely a varsity athlete and uh school was coming along just great uh easy classes even though if you like i like had advanced marketing stuff like that p for life uh there was it uh there was a p class advanced PE. people were like you took an advanced PE class and i was like uh yeah I was a full-time jock dude that was easy it was easy stuff a donut
1: 201 you yeah. go to donuts yeah, yeah. right
0: and so, but I was like, by the way, senior year, I liked it. And then college, I didn't live at home or anything like that. So I went out and had the college experience being in my own hometown and was like, oh, that not bad. But when I moved, I, when I moved away after college, I had to get out yeah. and uh, really appreciate it a whole lot more now and kind of probably give it more props than I did when those first five years of moving here from Portland, Oregon, I was like, what is what? this crazy place?
1: we're going where Is yeah horses you tie your horses up
0: well interesting side note I've, i think i've told this on the podcast a few times uh on saturday night live i made sure i looked it up the episode not too long ago it's called laramie vice and it, it came out the weekend before i moved to laramie so my friends and i watch i'm a big Saturday Night Live guy, we're watching it and they're like you're moving there and it's all wow. the old west characters wild bill all of them and they're on dirt roads and everything and I'm like, oh my what am I right. and I wasn't we're doing what yeah the concept my stepdad got a job at the university and the concept of the university town was just not clicking in my head it was I knew Cheyenne Wyoming because I knew my capitals and then I'm out and right. uh so yeah it was it was a tough tough sell for my parents they were like finished Dembo and I'm like yay I don't that's cool,
1: cool. Sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome
0: yeah and so but uh, I sports, I think I was more into my sister, older sister was really good at athletics, not athletics and sports. She was really good in education. And I ran into a lot of teachers who were like, Well, Rochelle, they would say that a lot. And that would instantly like tune me out. And I'd be like, Okay, she did it this way. So how can I not do it that way? That's what yeah. I thought about a lot. And it probably hurt me a lot when it came to like education and such. And because I come from like my dad and stepmom were uh, elementary school teachers, my dad's taught, taught at the university, so I've got some educators around me. But and they didn't push me hard like that. And, and I, I know if they listen, and it's not their fault. They just knew the kind of person I was, but they didn't push me very hard. in academic sides, they were like, "We understand you like sports enough, so just do enough so you don't you can't play You can play sports, and that's what I did." And. Oh. Uh, but as a kid, like I was into like comic books and G.I. Joe and um skateboarding. Uh, I probably still have some wood in my knees from
1: <laughs> from half
0: pipes that were close to my house. And uh I just can't believe I was like, oh, we were built out of rubber in those days. Where I was like, I take I took a fall like that now, I wouldn't get up. I was like Probe. yeah, broke, yeah. And so I mean that's just the side effects from playing sports flow along that every memory is worth it but every time you walk down i sound like a popcorn machine when i sit down for a long time and walk down the hall like crack 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 doesn't hurt it's just a lot of high impact
1: yeah no i I look like i'm broken
0: for sure yeah which
1: i'm like well i kind of am because i played hard forever for sure
0: yeah and i don't know if i would listen to myself talk to myself back then saying hey you're gonna sound like a popcorn machine later. I'd be like, "Whatever, old man. I can't. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That's your problem."
1: <laughs> I mean, so it's weird because you think about um, as we grow up, because we're invincible when we're younger, and yeah. now I've got you know two boys that are looking at sports. So you're talking about skateboarding yeah. and the stuff that our middle guy Dax does. I'm like, okay, that's insane. Please wear your helmet. And I'm yes. like, what difference is the helmet going to make? He's going to break himself in half because he's doing crazy stuff and he's clipping and running and whatever. And is completely fearless. And, you know, Zeke is the same way, our other little guy. Yeah. And I was the same way. Like we just went for sure. Yeah. And they want to play football and they want to do things like that. And you play football. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're never playing football. I love your head too much. <laughs> and I mean, like, let's be honest. Am I going to keep them from playing football? Probably not. Cause if they want to play football, they're going to play football yeah. and no regrets. Cause I have no regrets. Two ACLs, yeah. a, a ton of scars, a ton of injuries, a ton of sorrow and throwing up in the gym. But when I do it all over again, sign me up. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. So what were your sports growing up? What'd you like to play?
1: Um, I was basketball like year round, loved it, played it, did it all the time. I uh, ended up going to college on basketball scholarship. I turned up, turned down golf scholarships because I thought that I could play golf until I was 80, like in my yeah. mind, basketball I had until I was like 29. And that was the magic number before all of a sudden, like, Ugh, can't ever play again. <laughs> so I played basketball in college. And then uh, during my senior year, I was recruited to play softball. So I played softball and basketball in my senior year of college. Super fun. Um, story there was play the first game. And well, first of all, prior to that, the coach said to me, "Do you want to play shortstop or center field? And I'm like, okay, those are two marquee in my head. I'm like, those yeah. are two marquee positions. And I haven't taken a grounder since I was like 10. So I'm pretty sure my first move is going to be like this. <laughs>
0: yeah. center
1: field. I play center field. yeah. So certainly wasn't going to take one off the tee. So I played center field, had a great time. Um, just a ton of memories in college playing sports. And then I turned pro in golf after graduation. And I was a teaching pro for a while at a country club you know, seeing the sun rise and set and where was I? I was still behind the counter selling golf balls and t-shirts and golf shirts and yeah. all the things. So living the dream there. And then I was like, well, <laughs> I probably need a real job.
0: I had a friend, he was golf pro too, for a long time, never played golf with him because I, I, he was like, that's work. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, I get it. I get it. Cause yeah. I like when a video conferencing kind of became huge. <laughs> Like family and stuff. Like let's, let's video chat. And I was like, I do that all day long. I, I'll talk on the phone. I was like, but I just right. don't do this, which uh, as came in handy during COVID and meet seeing the family and stuff. So uh, I sure. don't hate it as much. But every once in a while, I was like, that's I go. Don't ask me technology questions. That's work. It's like I got nothing. And uh, so <laughs> right. yeah, I was like, I understand. Yeah, a real job or just you probably want to enjoy golf more than hawking the biz. Than, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was at the point in my career where it was like, I either needed to go and pursue a golf career, like down in Florida, yeah. go down and try and join one of the mini tours and do something like that. Or I needed to actually get a job. And so I got a job in surgical sales. And one of the first questions that the person interviewing said, cause I had no experience, right? I mean like truly the fact that they hired me huh. with zero experience and I've been selling golf balls not the same as selling medical equipment. Yeah. Um, he he said to me, he's like, Well, I don't think you understand what stress is. And I said, Okay, <laughs> I want you to put yourself on the 18th hole and you've got 20 bucks in your pocket. And you're playing with members that are making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And this putt's worth a thousand dollars and I got 20 bucks in my pocket pocket. What does stress look like in that situation? Like I get stress. I've got you. I understand that. Because that's going to be embarrassing if I have to walk off and say, uh, I can't pay my debt. Yeah. yeah.
0: Put. Whew. Yeah. That's stressful. I think about that. <laughs> I'm not that confident in my putting, but yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not either, but uh, somehow the story got me the job. But there or- you
0: go. yeah. And well, like you, I mean, you did sales there. So, I mean, you, you kind of had an idea of where you had to go with selling equipment. It's just not golf stuff. Right. So for sure. Yeah, and if you became the, if you were the expert at the golf stuff, then you probably could apply that kind of memory to being the expert at at health equipment or health. Yeah, probably, yeah.
1: And how it worked out? It totally yeah. worked
0: out. Yeah, I I, I notice people that are good at sales or like sales um, can sell about anything, and you just give them enough information on it, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna sell you the best product they think. So you're gonna yeah. con-
1: you're convinced you need it
0: yeah yeah so but yeah it's it's that's an interesting life jump i would say um i mean i had a friend that went from being a food rep to selling uh insurance like took over his his father-in-law's insurance business and i was like wow that that's totally a jump." like i was talking about my job saying i jumped from TV to it, which isn't that far of a jump. And a lot of people think it's the same kind of stuff, which it is these days. But I was like, you guys made real jumps in your careers and such, but I'm going to, I'm going to rewind you a little back. Cause you went, we jumped like into college and pros and, and stuff. And so, uh, and, and we're going to go like, say, let's say high school. Cause you went to college. I mean, was that, I mean, you got, did you got recruited for golf, basketball for college?
1: basketball got recruited basketball. To play basketball yeah
0: and was it were you uh, gonna play anywhere or uh was it like did you find the best deal did you have a couple things i mean i got recruited a little bit and it didn't work
1: out so um if i can just take you back a little bit i'm five yeah. seven white girl yeah from laramie wyoming super fast can shoot the deep three, but not super fast. I mean, not a ton of opportunity, but I had the opportunity to play in Billings okay. and it will be to school. Great opportunity for me. Why? Because school is going to be paid for. I mean, like for me, I figured I was going to college, but honestly, I was like, well, I'm going to Wyoming because that's what we do. We graduate from yeah. Wyoming and go to Wyoming. And I was fortunate enough to get in a, a scholarship up there. So I went to school in Billings and that's where home became for years.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah, it was when I got recruited and I'd go visit schools. Most coaches went. I thought you were taller, and I was like, that's not changing. I could feel. I was like, I'm not gonna. I'm not getting that growth spurt. Later on, I've been the same height since. And I was like, um, Laramie became. It, it was lucky like they kind of had loose enrollment for people that had a Wyoming uh, diploma. Uh, that's changed now, And so it's kind of like the last second choice once I exhausted every chance to go somewhere else. And I was like, oh, Laramie University of Wyoming. And like, it's so weird. Cause I was not, I was still, I still am an Oregon ducks fan. I would wear my Oregon ducks stuff to Wyoming games. Like that's how much I was like, yeah, I go there, but I'm not, wasn't into it. And it took a while of like shooting sports, videotaping sports and stuff. And just being around all the time where I was like, oh yeah, I'm a fan now. I love it all. I love all the sports. And cool. uh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Uh, I mean, I wish I. Oh. There's some things about going to university of Wyoming that you can just get caught up in the Laramie stuff and not meet anybody. And so I made a big deal about I want to meet people outside my normal social network, even though like three of my best friends that we went I went to high school with, we went to high school with, but I didn't really become tight with him till college. And so, uh, but yet I made a lot of other great friends. And broadcasting definitely opened that world up and led me to other opportunities but uh it was a big point that i wanted to make sure like i went to college and not like got a second education in my hometown lived with my parents and everything i I
1: mean i think that like when we were growing up although your experience coming in an eighth grade like we idolized what happened at the university we never missed a game we went to all the stuff like you knew where, where sorority and fraternity role was and like that was Like the coolest thing ever. You knew a college kid. It was the coolest thing ever. So to be able to go to University Wyoming and actually have a college experience, you had to move out of your house. Like you had to go and be on campus and completely be in that environment. Because I mean, we know Laramie, right? Like Laramie goes from ten thousand to like (laughs) thirty thousand overnight and then shuts back down. I know it's not that extreme, but I mean, it goes. Teeny tiny town to stoplight town to like college <laughs> town and then shuts back down. So, if you're going to go to college there, you actually have to be there, and yeah. it, it, it has to be a school experience being there.
0: So, I mean, you lived in Laramie all your life, and now you can go to Billings. What was that experience like? That's definitely a bigger place, isn't it? It was yeah. bigger, yeah, yeah.
1: 100,000 people, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, I mean, I remember getting so I went to a basketball camp, Jan Vacy actually. Convince me to go to a basketball camp. One time, she's like, "Come on, just go with me. It'll be great." We go up to this basketball camp, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it's overnight camp. I just uh-huh. day, whatever." Again, head in the clouds. Like I am oblivious to most things in life. I uh, had a great time at the college. Had a great time on campus. Had a great time at the camp. Ended up winning some awards, and the coach recruits me. So I'm up in Billings, uh- and you know, small D2 school but living the dream. Like I'm getting the shoes and the gear and I get to travel and our, I mean, our schedule included Hawaii and um, Alaska. Where were we? We were like um, Grand Canyon and Phoenix, Portland. We played Portland state. We played Seattle Pacific. So I mean like a really cool travel schedule and it was super fun. And as a college athlete, you know, you got the best teachers and you got to pick your classes early and So, I mean, college was a blast and then living in Billings. And after my freshman year, I said to the coach, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Laramie. Well, I really want you to stay and work out with the team. Well, again, like I don't have a job. It's not like money just happens and I'm just like, oh, mom, send me money for rent. So he gets me a job at the country club. And then that's how my life segued into being a teaching pro at the country club after I graduated from, from college, you know, fast forward there. But yeah, playing basketball, that was, that was the dream
0: that's awesome um uh yeah i it it was uh going to I mean, going off to college going off to college down the block uh my, i i live in the dorms and everything my mom was very much like you're gonna go experience it and so there'd be times where i did live at home maybe summers or stuff like that but the more the older i got like yeah i just see him like holidays my mom worked on campus too so i uh, when i'd go see her she'd be like Are you going to that party tonight on and name the street and i was like yeah, I am now because she, <laughs> she had students around her that talked about parties and stuff. And I was like, yep, I'm in. And so she knew things and that happened before I would know that happened. And I was like, that's where I was like, Oh, Laramie uh, kind of knows your business before you do. So, uh, it was, I'm glad I got out for a couple of years where I became just a face in the crowd, which in New York. Yeah. That, that is exactly what I got out of it. And, uh, and it was, I was like, yeah, I really miss the West. I miss the open spaces and uh, not having to pay money to just drive on a road. That is just crazy to me. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it's interesting growing up in Laramie. I always try to get people's experiences when they leave here, if they go to somewhere bigger or smaller and, and, and what they feel like, like, cause yeah, Laramie's kind of safe. People, leave her doors unlocked and all that stuff. And then you go to Montana. And so how long were you in uh, Billings for?
1: I was in Billings from 92 until 2000. And then I took a job in Spokane, Washington. I've been there ever since. So yeah, I mean, I went from small town, medium-sized town, Spokane, slightly more medium-sized town. I mean, there's 350,000 people, but it's not, I mean, it's a big city, but it's not like, going to Denver, I'm going to New York City. Even I'm going to Portland, like it's just not the same. So really great community though. Super happy here. It's a great place to raise kids. Although our crime rate is kind of nuts right now. Huh. Um, probably across the country it is. I don't know even in Laramie if you'd leave your keys in the car anymore.
0: Yeah. Like the New Yorker and me will never do that kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and even growing up in Oregon, like we had our house broken into twice. So like I've always locked things. And uh, that's, I've never felt, I mean, when people do that kind of stuff, are like, I just left the keys in there. Oh, I was like, true. how can you do that? Like, I just be thinking my car's gonna be gone when I get back. But I also For have sure. crappy enough cars in my past where I'm like, it'd probably be a favor if someone took my car <laughs> while I was gone.
1: <laughs> and they're like, no, thanks.
0: No way. No, hey, There's not
1: enough, no yeah, not enough
0: gas in here. Yeah, not enough gas. It's not enough. Oh, man. And that's why, like, <laughs> My mom was like, "Yeah, I always made sure you had crappy cars because I knew you wouldn't die in a high speed accident because you couldn't get it going that fast." And I was like,
1: "Thanks, mom."
0: That makes sense. <laughs> and by the time like I had a car that could go fast, I was old enough to know better, and Taking so care of it. I wasn't gonna get any craziness. So you move to Spokane. Um, is that where like the whole family starts, or did that start in? Montana. Uh,
1: so family starts in Spokane. Okay. This is where I have to like, really pay attention to the timeline. So I move out uh-huh. here in 2000. Um, just kind of like, I mean, like you were saying you moved to Laramie, like you don't know anybody, you're trying to yeah. get to know people. It's like trying to figure things out. That was Spokane too. And even though I was in sales, I mean, I worked by myself, I had a team, but I still worked on by, my, by myself. So trying to get to know people. And again, like, I didn't have trouble getting to know people because I'll go have a beer with anybody. So, had plenty of acquaintances, got on a indoor soccer, the indoor, outdoor, outdoor soccer team, a bunch of old lady soccer. And I was still pretty young, but I was like the token on the over 30 team. So, I was like the 28, 29 year old team. On that team. And uh, my now wife also played on the team. And that's how we met. So, we meet and it's kind of like, oh, I mean, yeah, you can kind of put any out with And then she played like prevent defense for way too long <laughs> and finally gave in. So we, let's see, we've been together for 16 years, married for eight and she did her best to avoid me for like an entire year. Kept trying to be like, mm, I'm not available, but I'm kind of available. And I'm like, really? Oh, I'm man. amazing. How are you uh, avoiding this?
0: Oh man. Uh, was she like, just like you, full-time jock, like growing up and all her, like, because she's playing women's soccer, like nobody really.
1: Well, right. 30s. So we both played women's soccer because it's like, what else do you either play like beer league softball or you play soccer? We so yeah. played soccer and we were both like, this is an injury waiting to happen. So played soccer for just a couple of years and then quit. But yeah, in college, she played volleyball and then softball. And I mean, she's got like two national championships. in. And- oh, dang fast pitch adult softball and i mean she's kind of a big deal on our co-ed team she would play shortstop like all the guys were like here you go you play shortstop and i Uh, was just there to hit hard like that was my job just hit it to the fence and her job was like to scoop everything up so i totally married up there
0: you go well i mean you guys probably well she played hard to get even though you guys had similar you know lifestyle like being into sports and stuff like that and yeah and winning national titles yeah and being college athletes like that's a whole different experience like people don't get like everyone's like did you play football and i'm kind of like no i i lived with football players and they were literally owned by the the sport and yeah like for what they gave they really weren't i would say compensated well enough and uh joe taylor would tell um the players education's number one and Hold up, two <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, you know, I mean, he's not here to confirm or deny that, but right. yeah, I heard that from multiple friends they're on the team. And also, no, I, was, I, mean, I was in, I was a media guy, so I covered it all. And so, I was around them all back behind the scenes in front of the and and yeah, I saw it and I was like, I'm glad I got to be a college kid and party like and do a lot of things and not have to worry about a coach breathing down my back. What were you gonna say?
1: Yeah. I mean, no, college. So it was awesome. First of all, I loved playing basketball. Like that was yeah. my love language. So we'd get up in the morning and have like sunrise track time, running the 200, the 400, the whatever on the track before the sun was up. Like yeah. you'd see the silhouette going around the track thinking, oh, please help me make my time. Because if I don't make my time, I'm going to have to come do this again tomorrow morning.
0: Uh-huh. And it was,
1: you know, it was always a setup where it was like your time was just out of reach. So we ran, about every morning 6 a.m then you'd go to class you have a however many classes quick get a quick bite to eat and then we were in the weight room for a couple hours come back study do whatever and then you'd have practice again and then we would practice and coach would literally run practice until like 15 minutes before the food service would run down so like i think it was it was like a a little bit of like the army trying to break us down of How disciplined are you to get done, get out of here and go eat? And so we'd be running across, and Lucky Charms was like my meal of choice most of the time because it was all that was left in the cafeteria. And then we'd be ordering pizza or making mac and cheese or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it was sports all day long. And then, you know, traveling, we travel. And we'd be doing tests and stuff on the road. So it wasn't like it was easy train, but don't get me wrong. Like I got a lot of really great things out of that, but I did pay for my education.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You pay like, like, and when I see college athletes get in trouble, I'm always like, they're just a college kid, man. They're just college kid. Like I did not make good decisions then. And they are getting held to such a high standard right now. And so I'm glad they're getting compensated these days. They like can sign. Well, uh,
1: even the athletes were hiding in the bushes. So like, don't don't think that we weren't yeah. there. We were still there hiding in the bushes. Oh yeah, we didn't
0: get caught. Oh yeah, I would make sure they didn't get caught. That was, <laughs> no, I I did stuff. I was like, "You I guys got you. kick ass, uh, <laughs> kick ass on Saturday." I got you.
1: Right. And
0: so, but yeah, we had I got. And so you you met your wife. She played hard to get, and. uh, But eventually came around and now you're what, you said 16 years, how many kids?
1: Uh, She had one from a previous relationship. So we've got three total, 20, 12 and 10, all boys. Oh, wow. So we had to have two girl dogs just to keep the numbers right. So there's two girl dogs, two girls and three boys in the house. So numbers are right.
0: Numbers are right. Good. The hormonal balance in the house is Okay. We have two cats, one's boys, one's girl. Yeah, oh, And it's just me and my girlfriend. Balance. So We've got balance. Yeah. Um. I got to ask this because you had kids. Did, well, you didn't have them, but COVID, homeschooling, did that, did you guys get through that? Like, did oh, do you guys have
1: to do that? We did. So I remember in, was it 19, 2019, 2020, 2020, 2020. when everything yeah. started shutting down. So, I mean, I can remember we started hearing buzz that things were going to get shut down. So we were really close with one of the boys um, teachers and so we're like, Kelly meet us at the bar. We'll go down. We'll have a pint after school. So we go down on Friday, have a pint and we're hearing this buzz that like things are shutting down. Like it's like, this is serious. It. We're all drinking beer and having pizza and cheers and the boys are with us. Um, we Uber home the whole bit. Uh, Monday morning school is on lockdown. We're home. We are home schooling. So we are having to like figure it out. And I have a teaching degree which does not mean that I am a teacher.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
1: also, I was a salesperson, so I do not do IT. So <laughs> homeschooling moms are IT experts, not at all. Homeschoolers, not at all. Um, just a really crazy time, and I think the hardest thing was that emotional space for the boys that, like, they just didn't get to play with their buddies. Like, I don't understand why I can't go play with my buddies. Why can't I have my buddies over? And none of us really had the answer. We just had the like, I don't know. You can't, we can't go. Like we don't get to do things. This is what we do. So yeah, we were stuck at home. So when I told you that I did surgical sales, so I left that career a while ago to do recruiting. So I recruited from home. So I had a home-based business where I was recruiting for healthcare sales mostly. And then since then, we've also opened a gym. So we kind of had both of those things in the works. Um, which is why I had the ability to actually stay home. Like, blessed for that. But, man, being at home, like, COVID-19, I put it on. I loved every minute of it. I know a lot of people had a hard time. We were fortunate that we didn't struggle for anything and got all that time with our boys. But, man, that lack of social interaction for all of us, like, I just wanted to go to the store. Like, let me go hang out with people I don't know. (laughs) Just anybody.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, um I mean Laramie's such a smaller scale and also it's run by like most people live here are academics so they are the scientists and it so it was quick for a lot of places like bam masks and all that and uh you know we could still go to the stores and stuff like that people were buying toilet paper for no apparent reason and still uh, are. yeah oh really <laughs> how,
1: how many rolls do you need yeah you've like, got you go to Costco and you've got a 20 pack and you've got four of them
0: yeah, yeah. We got like we got went to Costco not too long ago and still have our 20 hack. Like there's still <laughs> a lot left. I mean, it wasn't like we were buying or like, hey, we're at Costco, lots of toilet paper. But I mean it wasn't it wasn't a like like we were gonna run out by, but right. like I didn't I didn't realize it until I did go to the store and I was like, I wonder why all these people buy buying toilet paper. I wonder if it's hit Laramie. And I turned that aisle and went, took a picture of it and went, yep, it's absolutely crazy here too. only i worked at home for maybe a month or two um because i have diabetes i was kind of trying to stay away from it i didn't know what could happen or anything like that and we didn't know so much in the beginning like i thought you know the air was all poisonous anything it touched oh gotta walk clean it and so by the time i went back to work things had changed uh we put in a whole much new technology uh so i needed to be on campus i couldn't be at home anymore taken online classes or anything like that and run the show from there so uh but there was nobody on campus so it was easy to do my only like beef with it was we had a mask mandate all across campus and there were times I would walk from my office to a classroom to be by myself and not see one person <laughs> and still wear my mask and it's not the case now we got to wear masks in buildings but not outside and so the moment i pop out the door i'm like and I'm vaccinated. So yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, yeah, it was I excelled at it because I was good at Zoom, and so, um, like and, and my girlfriend owns funeral home. Not like they were doing a lot of business because of COVID. They actually had not that many guests, but they were doing well, and so we didn't really see like the financial constraints. We kept both working throughout the whole thing. Uh, we tried to order in, you know, food from local restaurants as much as we could. Uh, we went crazy in the beginning and we're like, we can't, we don't eat out like this all the time. Right. And so like, and I had already kind of in the beginning, right before that, a few months before that, I was starting to drink like protein shakes, working out more and stuff like that. Cause I'm pretty sure i had COVID in 2019, the end of 2019.
1: Okay. Me too. Like I legit think I had it too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I swear, I can't, you can't really see it, but Gatorade zero, Trying to get sponsorship here. Like, saved me. <laughs> it was like, um, I remember like in the morning feeling sick. And I was like, I just got to get through a meeting. I thought it was like cold. And then I'm sure I infected everybody in the meeting. I'm no, for one guy, I got it for sure. And then I wasn't back at work for like a week, which is as the longest I've missed every day I get up no, and go, no, I can't. And it was all the stuff except losing my sense of smell and taste. I don't recall that happening, but you're still sick. You know, I don't know what's going on, but the only, I I was getting really dehydrated and I was drinking water. I know that's good. And so I asked Tia, I was like, can you just bring home like Gatorade and soup? And that got me on the back. And I don't think I don't have a Gatorade zero next to me at all times. Now I was like, I will never be that dehydrated again. It was painful. And so then COVID came around and I was like, Oh, I'll wear a mask not to get that sick again. Yeah, I definitely remembered. Yeah. And a lot of people experienced it in December Who You were saying you might, you think you did too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, like five weeks of the worst sore throat I've ever had. And yeah. I lost my sense of smell. Okay. Because AZ like, you smell that? And I'm like, I can't smell anything. Like I haven't been able to smell things for days. Oh, wow. But it didn't occur to me. I just thought I was like all stuffed up. I couldn't smell anything. so pretty sure i had it but never tested positive for antibodies still got vaccinated like i don't really want it i don't want to find out what a bad form of it looks like so no,
0: no. that um, makes sense I mean, yeah and i was like that it, it's fresh in my brain and and i know people that got covid that were holding out on the vaccine and they were like i'm like do you really want to get that sick in it was terrible you were telling me remember remember and they're like right Ugh. That kind of gets them into the, like, and they got they've gotten vaccines, not all of them, but I was like, "Come on, like, do you want to feel that again?" And I heard the average cost of an ICU stay is seventeen thousand dollars for COVID. I believe it. And, and the Minimum. shots, yeah. the shots free. I was like, right, that's economics right there. But it, it was, it, I don't want to necessarily get on my high horse about it, even though I think everyone should get vaccinated. So we get through this. So we can get back to hugging. Cause I remember my first time out of the house, we went to a wedding in Kansas, small wedding. We're stopped in a convenience store. And I hadn't been around that many people in a long time. We're all wearing masks and doing our stuff. And I'm getting like a fountain drink and I spill it. Cause someone gets too close to me. I was just like, I'm socially awkward right now. I don't I know how to right. interact with these people. And I was like, we are going to be a shit show of people once we're fully out of, of COVID and stuff. Cause we're gonna be like, we, well, we can hug and stand near each other. Oh my God, this is weird, this is crazy. And uh, we're not, not quite weird. there yet. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. We have our circles, I think that we we know we can trust them. So we'll go hang out with them more. And I think I've been more cavalier cause I got the vaccine. And so I've been to red rocks. I've been to Northern Wyoming, uh, and shared beers with people that are from a community that don't vaccinate very often or at all. And, uh, where else have I been? Oh, I went to Texas. So I was like, I put it to the test, but I had a scare.
1: Oh, I was Uh, in Texas. Like that right there should have been your first thing. Oh, I've been to Texas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I had a scare last from last week. Um, Wednesday night went out some friends and, uh, my buddy messaged me on Friday and was like, I woke up with a scratch throat and he's vaccinated and, and sniffles and he tested positive for COVID. And I was like, Oh no. So I went and got my test. I am negative yeah, rapid test. And the other one came back today. So I was like, I've had way too many close calls and I don't think I'm that cavalier. I kind mean, like, I can't not go to Vegas. So, um, I had to lock it down this weekend, had to stay home, kept away from people to make sure I, I was good that. to go, wear my masks when I needed to, um, extra protection. I was like, well, I'm gonna go to Vegas, but I can get COVID there. <laughs> Cause it's my stepdad's 80th birthday. Oh, that's awesome. And we're all we're coming in, we're surprising him. And so this podcast hasn't come out until the day after. So uh, it's not ruining the surprise by any means. And so surprise. yeah, yeah, surprise. And uh I don't even know if he yeah, he might have listen to a few of them. But uh so we're doing that. So I was like, my mom would be so mad if I got like COVID, like right before the Vegas trip. Couldn't go. Yeah. I mean, she, the,
1: the truth is I think we all have COVID fatigue. Like we are yeah. I think we all find ourselves in situations where you're like, well, I mean, did I go inside and hang out with those people? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. So I think we've taken chances. We listened to a podcast that was two doctors, it was talking about like like the magic serum is if you've had it and you've been vaccinated, like you are like superhero status.
0: Nice. And
1: that's kind of the magical in their mind, the magical formula, like you've had it and you've been vaccinated. So like get vaccinated, do your thing. So I'm with you. I mean, like, I'm like, I don't want it, but at least I have done my part in my mind to keep myself from getting really sick. If it was one of those
0: things where like, okay, I could get sick, but keep it to myself that's on me. All right. But the chances of giving to somebody that has a weaker immune system and they end up in the hospital, are even worse, weighs on my conscience and a lot of the decision making. So I don't want that to happen. And so I was like, I'm gonna do my best. And then I was like, hey, I was vaccinated to go to elementary school as a kid. Like, I think we all were. And so what's the diff? I don't right. Yeah. And so I was like, let's just keep doing that. And but people drag their feet and there's hesitancy and there's misinformation and disinformation. And we're going to be in this a lot longer and it sucks and everything. And I worry about like your kids, like you said, they can't hang with their buddies. You can't socialize right. much besides with each other. And so by the time we get, yeah, they're back around fully around all kids. Gonna be a bunch of kids standing six feet apart from each other.
1: So we when we first got back last year, they were all six feet apart. So it was like the older kids went every other day of school and every other Friday. So that way they all got in class opportunity, but weren't together all the time. This year they're back uh-huh. together. They've gotten like a three feet, bu- three foot bubble, okay. which is working out. They get to have a mask off when they go outside, which is awesome. They get to put yeah. take their mask off when they eat, which before I mean we had like Cheeto flakes on the inside of every mask. It was like we're so we're eating and we're still uh-huh. with the mask and all that. But October is like the, the line in the sand that the principal told me, she's like, we just have to get through October. And then she walked away. So I got like no more information. What does that we mean? Have to get, right. Then we just have to get through October. So I'm holding October as the, if we can get to November 1st and then we're not shut down, we're going to be all right.
0: Ah, not to get shut down. Just got to get through October. Well, we have, and I don't,
1: she didn't say that. Like yeah. she said, we just have to get through October. That's like the hard line. I was like, don't know what that means but i'm going to make it up in my mind that we're going to get through october
0: right. we have someday Wow, well, it's probably in october i thought it was this maybe it's this month that they'll re-explore the mask mandate because they made whenever we come back to town there's all these people come from different communities we all got retested and then they made the mask mandates in buildings and i don't think we had a huge spike of numbers but also i'm like I don't know if I pay effect fat, fatigue. I don't even know if I look at. I'm like, oh, they're big again. Like, uh, the, the state is not doing too well. Um, Laramie kind of holds it together, uh, with with numbers and keeping it down. The rest of the state, we're the lowest vaccinated state in the United States. Like bottom. If you look through all fifty states, Wyoming dead bottom or close to the bottom, depending on what chart you look at. So vaccines sit on shells here in Wyoming. I can get them free anywhere and people are law of dead against it, which is just crazy. Crazy.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was like, yeah, crazy. Interesting to me. Uh, even, I mean, yeah, you're probably listen to the but, podcast right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, but still like how many of our parents were like, I don't need to wear a seatbelt
0: that I'm yeah. driving the
1: car. So, I mean, there's a little bit of that mindset and I imagine that that's like deep rooted mindset of like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And I don't know. I mean, you're
0: on an island too. Yeah. I also remember that while Laramie was, or Wyoming was one of the last places to go to age 21 to to drink. And they were like, if you don't change it, we'll pull your federal funding. And I was like, that's what's coming next.
1: (laughs) That's what's coming
0: next. States that don't get it done or have high enough vaccination rates. The federal government's like, we're going to pull your funding. And you just wish it didn't come down to, those type of threats, but then you're like, "Come on!" Because I had such high hopes when the vaccine was created. I was like, "Yes, we're gonna be done. Everybody's gonna do this because it's the right thing to do." And then people started explaining to me, like, "Oh yeah, the people get vaccinated are gonna, it's gonna happen first, and then we're just gonna hit a wall because the other half of the you know community is not gonna do it." And I was like, "No." No, why? No, they're
1: gonna they're gonna listen to the scientists. Yeah, I I
0: didn't get that aspect until and then and then now we live it. So it was it it's interesting. And so I got it. Yeah, I had asked about like raising kids during COVID time and and uh,
1: and like no sports. Yes. So I mean, like the other thing is like no activities. So all the things that they used to do, all the activities and all like you know sleepovers. Like yeah. the fact that like that stuff was shut down and yeah. I mean, the stuff that you and I never even didn't occur to us, but like you couldn't go do those things yeah. and our kids are not allowed to do anything. So it was tough, but having them back, they can hang out. You know, you, you have trust in the families that you hang out with, yeah. which, you know, am, am I asking for cards with every family that we hang out with? I'm not. So, I mean, we're taking a little bit of blind faith with some of those families, but at some point in time you have to just hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh one of my best friends, it it took his wife like literally days of just nagging him. Nagging him. And I was around him one time. And he was like, I'm not vaccinated. I was like, what? Why? I don't get it. You had it. You should get it. And and then eventually he told me, he's like, I got the vaccination. Because he was like, I want to go to concerts and they're requiring the cards. I was like, "Yep," and he goes, "And my wife?" And I go, "She was going to be the one that would break you, because I was yeah. there around her one day, and I thought I needed to get vaccinated again, because she was just <laughs> hammering you." And I and, will
1: go with him. I will do yeah, it again. I'll yeah. get happy yeah. with
0: him. I got this. Yeah. And so it, I'm glad he did, because that kind of tightens up my circle. I wasn't worried, and like I said, I've done things where I'm like, "Well, the the side effects if you you have you get COVID and you're vaccinated." I can handle a lot of people are saying they're not much. And the moment I right. thought, like, uh, my friend gave it to me the other last week, I was like, my nose started running. I'm like, do I have it right now? Do I have a fever? Like, everything just goes, yeah. You know, I was like, I'm in Hypersensitive. Match symptoms. Right. And so when they're testing me, they're asking me, if I have symptoms, and it's like, I don't know. I think I I'm know. just overreacting. And the moment the first test came back, they were like, negative. And I was like, oh, yeah, the symptoms yeah. are gone. Like, I don't have any more. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: And so they confirmed yeah. him today. And I was like, oh, yeah, even better. Totally <laughs> and now fine. I go to Vegas and everything. Yeah. And so, all right. Well, I got one more question yeah. for you. Since the show's yeah. called All My Friends with Justin Foster, yeah. how'd we meet?
1: Well, so we met in high school. Well, we must met in junior high. And I yeah. will tell you that I like live, honestly. I, so I went to college, or not college. I went to high school in Laramie. Went to junior high for most of the time in Laramie. And then I was in Aurora, Colorado for just a little while. So I came back to Laramie in eighth grade also. So same time as you, Yeah, um, but I went to elementary school in Laramie. So it was kind of like a, a coming back party there. So, and I actually can now remember you in the halls in junior high for sure. Wearing scout uniforms. I can <laughs> see it and see you and all the homies hanging out yeah. with lockers. So definitely all through that. And then just as an athletic family, you know, hanging out and yeah. all the stuff that we would have done in high school and junior high. Um, yeah,
0: I'm gonna. I think I remember now that you confirm this, because you're like I was born and raised yeah. in Laramie, but now that you confirm that you left for a little bit and yeah. moved back. We were in a new kids club, like they had us meet like once a yeah. week or or I can't remember, really? but I know you were in there. But you knew everybody, so I was like, "How is she a new kid?" But because you had <laughs> grown up in Laramie already. But it yeah. was like Jeremy Wheatley was in there, Ty Mitchell, okay. like two of my best friends. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And so I remember you being in there, but also going, she know like you knew everybody already. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't catch well, the and, I, and came back.
1: I went to two elementary schools in my so I went to um, there because we lived on that end of town for a while. And then I we moved. The family moved up north and I went to Slade for a few years. And then sixth and seventh grade, I was in middle school in Colorado and Aurora for a little while and then we came back. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I sadly don't remember that club, but again. I live my life a little bit with my head in the clouds. So <laughs> most of the time I was just like, here I am.
0: Well, yeah, definitely that new kids group or yeah, was uh, a turning moment because two of my best friends kind of came out of it. Yeah. Um, years later and everything. So it's a sticky moment. And I, and I remember you being there and there's a few other people, but I, cause, and I, because of you already being from Laramie, but moved away for a little bit. And you might have, well, you might have said Aurora, and I, yeah, you moved to the moon. For all I knew, I was fairly new totally. to the place and such. So, but yeah, I, I that's when I remember you from, and uh, that's all I got for you.
1: I love it.
0: it so bad. I love it,
1: and I, I think that you should get the power. Is it Powerade or Gatorade that you like? Gatorade.
0: Gatorade. Gatorade zero. zero. I think you
1: actually the zero. You definitely need a sponsorship. Thank you.
0: The same global,
1: so they are missing out if they're not giving you that plug.
0: Me, Michael Jordan, pumping that Gatorade if a are has
1: been. I mean, that guy have-bin. hasn't even laced up the, the sneaks in a long time. Once he know?
0: <laughs> but I'd still buy Gatorade because he drank it, probably. That's true.
1: Wheaties. I would maybe even buy a box of Wheaties with his picture on it, oh, knowing yeah. that I was gonna have to add like a pound of sugar to get through that. Like
0: oh yeah. Wheaties are real. Nobody rough. likes Wheaties. No. I don't even know if Michael Jordan liked Wheaties. He was just on the box.
1: He just got paid.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Half those people that well, like <laughs> the, it hawk the stuff that they're like, I don't eat that. I just pay <laughs> paycheck.
1: Right
0: exactly. I was like, that'd exactly. be rough if you got caught in public, like not doing what you should be doing. But yeah, it's interesting. Having
1: frosted flakes instead of Wheaties. Wheaties like what kind yeah. of imposter are you?
0: Yeah. Totally. People could change to Frosted flakes if they thought it'd make them play like Jordan. I'd be in there in a second.
1: Oh, totally. Well, thanks for having me. Super fun.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. All
1: right. Have fun in Vegas.
0: I want to thank Erica for being on the show. It was a great conversation. It was great catching up with her. I hope to see her next summer at our 30th high school reunion. Now folks, I generally get a little nervous talking about the vaccines or COVID-19 on the podcast because it triggers people and they will tune out and I don't want to take anything away from the guests telling their life stories. But folks, I don't know many people that can afford a on average $17,000 ICU hospital stay if they get COVID and end up in the hospital. When there's a free vaccine out there it just doesn't make sense to me don't let your political affiliation or social media cost you money or your life be a patriot save american lives save businesses by getting the vaccine on to the next episode